0: Um, our reading today is on the back of your server sheet. We're in James 3 and verse 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of, his, of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and a selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic.
1: yeah to be honest there is something a little funny I think about someone as young as myself preaching on something like wisdom but <laughs> I'll hope you show you will show me the grace in that um I just want to begin by thanking you all uh just for your support in prayer in this in this uh endeavor. Um, I have the utmost respect for David. The fact that he does this each and every week (laughs) Um, just baffles me really. Um, But no, I want to thank you all for your prayers. I really have appreciated it in helping me with this and it's been the world of help. It truly, truly has. So thank you. Um, Yes, so I I find myself in that stage of life at the minute in which I'm beginning to truly consider my own personal convictions uh, regarding my faith. Uh, I, I, you know, I have, I've been a confessing believer and Christian for many years now, but it's, it's really now that I'm beginning to develop, to develop a foundational belief that will guide the path for the rest of my life in terms of what it is exactly I believe. Uh, A life of ministry has been spoken into my heart, no matter how much I might want to ignore it. That's just simply the truth. This has faced me with a responsibility to develop an understanding of what it is I believe. What do I believe about the likes of the authority of the church, the nature of the Holy Spirit, what I believe about our place as believers within a growing secular world? And this has led me to investigate a number of different denominations um, and beliefs and cultures and structures within the Christian faith. Honestly, Sometimes I wish that I didn't actually look as deep into the pit as I have. Sometimes my prayer is that I could actually forget what I might have found. Why? Well, to be honest, I found a religion that has become so deeply divided and somewhat disunited by pride. I have found churches so deeply rooted in their age old traditions, that any church that doesn't necessarily align with their beliefs apparently preaches heresy. I've, I've genuinely read articles written by people who confess to be saved by grace and yet refer to their own brothers and sisters in Christ as pagans just because their traditions and worship makes them uncomfortable. Is it really any wonder that this church is being increasingly perceived as a hostile and backward organization, hellbent on condemning every passerby, when pride has divided us against one another. But honestly, I have the full assurance of faith that by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit has led David to preaching the book of James to us in this time. Because without a doubt, I truly do believe that revival is coming to our church. It's not just within Foundation Church that I'm speaking about this revival. I have kept myself attentive to what is being preached throughout our city and beyond. And honestly, a cosmic shift is happening. I have no doubt in my mind. God is moving in Belfast and throughout our country. The time of the church within Northern Ireland being a banner of hypocrisy or backwardness or controversy is coming to an end. I know that without any doubt in my heart and a message of love and hope is making a way into our streets. The Holy Spirit is speaking into the heart of this country's preachers and pastors and revival is the word. But true revival always begins within. If we are to be willingly led by the Holy Spirit into the streets to speak of the hope and glory that is found in Jesus Christ, we must first allow God to refine us from within. If we, not, we cannot condition our own hearts to be submissive to the true and uncompromising will of the Lord, then what hope do our churches have? We can weep and lament over stories of controversy and corruption and prejudice in our churches all we want But unless we ourselves are willing to be sanctified and refined in our own hearts, then what can we say about the matter? In Deuteronomy chapter 4, Moses says to the Israelites See, I have taught you statutes and rules, as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who when they hear of all these statutes will say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. In the sight of the peoples who inhabit the land that we as a church enter, our wisdom and our understanding will be our submission to the law and love of God. What James makes so clear to us in this passage is that we as God's created people have a choice. We all want to be wise. It's in our nature. And it is is actually our calling as a church to seek wisdom with all our hearts. But the question is, do we seek the wisdom of this earth or do we seek the wisdom from above? I can rest assured that if I asked for a raise of hands, which I won't, to see who here clearly desires godly wisdom rather than worldly wisdom, every single hand out there would be raised. Of course, they would. But this passage allows us the opportunity to ask the question even though we seek godly wisdom, are we really on that path? Or have we been blinded by our own hearts in our pursuit of fulfillment? Have we allowed our pride to guide us into selfish ambition without even realizing it? You'll have to give me some grace here, but I'm going to leave verse 13 to the end and first going to take us to verse 14. James lays before us two paths of wisdom. Not only does he offer insight into the characteristics of such wisdom, be it earthly or godly, but enlightens us to the impact and result of the chosen path. It is human nature that wisdom is sought by all. And to seek out wisdom is a godly and biblical act. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding, as it says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Earlier in this book, James tells us, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. James confronts us with an opportunity to meditate upon the condition of our own hearts and our ongoing battle as humans with pride. James calls us to meditate upon the question of our own personal wisdom, but immediately warns us that if we harbor bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in our hearts, we have no rightful claim to godly wisdom Wisdom is displayed most significantly in times of need. We all know that awful saying that knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. In times of need or distress or confusion, knowledge can only take us so far. When life throws us a curveball and lands us in unexpected and uncertain positions, Facts and figures can only help so much. When someone we know is suffering, there's very little we can do to help by simply giving answers. Wisdom is the only true remedy in times of suffering or uncertainty. But if the wisdom that we are offering is rooted in bitter envy or selfish ambition, then we have no claim to true wisdom and not only that, but we are actually misleading God's people and are liable to the judgment that God promises to those who mislead his people. Earlier in this book, James states, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. And I believe this goes for those who pour out wisdom to those in need. The weight of wisdom is that if we allow our selfish ambition and our sinfulness to lead us, then our, then our wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. These, these are James's words. Not only is it earthly, but it is unspiritual. It is counteractive to the work of the Holy Spirit within us, and therefore is ungodly and sinful. But not only is it unspiritual, it is demonic. It is off the enemy. I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that revival is coming, but where God moves, Satan gets angry. Ephesians 6 tells us to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The victory is indeed won by Jesus Christ and is by his blood, and that will never change. But until the day comes in which Jesus Christ once again comes in glory, the devil will not stop doing everything he can to bring us as the church down. And what more effective way is there than to allow us to believe in our hearts that we are, seeing, we are God's church and people, seeking God's church and people with wisdom, but the reality is, is that we are leading God's people astray because of our submission to the selfish ambition within us. Verse 16 says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Where there is an unwillingness to humbly submit ourselves to God, there will be division, controversy, and disorder. We cannot unite as a church until we recalibrate the condition of our own hearts. Well, what are these characteristics of godly wisdom? Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Or as the NIV puts it, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Meekness is not a commonly used word in today's world. But in biblical terms, it means submissiveness. It means humility. If we truly want to be the wise among the foolish, then we must acknowledge who God is. We must accept that we cannot even look at God due to fear of dropping dead. We must accept that the God who speaks to us each and every day is the creator and Lord of all, including our own hearts. True wisdom is rooted in an acknowledgement that we as humanity know nothing. And that is the beautiful paradox of our wonderful God. Wisdom is poured out upon us by God as we begin to understand that we know nothing and can do nothing outside the grace and provision of the Lord Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter nine, verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. To be meek according to this world is a quality of weakness. It is apparently a lack of self-respect or strength, but in Matthew 5, Jesus himself proclaims that blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The wisest among us will have the faith and humility that all knowledge and understanding comes not from our own hearts, but by the grace of God, who loves us enough that he wants to pour out his wisdom to those who seek it. And that is the key to godly wisdom. To be ruled by our own selfish ambition is to look inward for wisdom. And to look inward for wisdom is as refreshing to the soul as seawater is to those who thirst. It is poisonous. Whereas to look upward for wisdom and understanding is to drink from the water of life and to be eternally refreshed. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Wisdom from above will always be rooted in love. It will always build up those who receive it. It will encourage, it will strengthen, it will not take sides, it will not judge, and above all, wisdom will always lead to God. Just as God will never lead you or encourage you into sin, godly wisdom will never lead someone away from God. And the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Wisdom rooted in love, driven by humility, will always lead to peace. And that is the beginning of revival. Let us meditate upon the condition of our hearts and seek peace with the wisdom poured out to us by our loving God in heaven. I read this short fable, um, parable of sorts, it says, an old man was teaching his grandson about life. He says, a fight is going on inside me. It is a terrible fight between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, lies, pride, self-doubt, and ego. The other is good. He is joy peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, empathy, compassion, and faith. This same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson asks his grandfather, which wolf will win this fight? He simply replied, the one that you feed. This is my challenge to you today. At all times, no matter the burning desire within you to indulge in selfish ambition, seek peace. Apply wisdom to all aspects of life. Relationship, temptation, career, rest, family, suffering, loss, betrayal, controversy. Above all, fear the Lord. Acknowledge in your heart who is really in control. Ask the Holy Spirit to refine you from within that you may seek peace at all times and that we as a church of Christ will unite under godly, pure wisdom. Each and every one of us has been created with a purpose and that purpose is worship. We were created for the glory of God and we cannot fulfill this purpose unless we acknowledge with humility that we are not the ruler over our own lives. And if we do not fulfill our created purpose, then we can never truly be happy. But it is a time to rejoice, because by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have gained access by grace and in faith to the refining fire of God's presence within us. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you.